0: You listen to me, mister Kickass, Mr. Rubber-Burner. You wipe that hot shot grin off your face or I'll shoot it off you. You got that? i finish up the taters. I'm gonna go fondle my sweaters. (laughs) Come on, what? Finish up the taters. And then what did you say? And then what did I say? You said you were gonna go fondle your sweaters. Uh, No, I didn't. I said I'm gonna fondue with cheddar. I was thinking about making fondue with cheddar cheese for dinner tonight. Vanilla Sky is an American sci-fi thriller film released in 2001 and directed by Cameron Crowe. Vanilla Sky tells the story of David, a wealthy man whose life has changed after surviving a car crash that leaves his face disfigured. This movie is available on Prime Video. Please consider watching the film as well as our recent episode of Open Your Eyes before joining us for the discussion portion of the show. Spoiler alerts are ahead. David Ames is a wealthy man living in Manhattan. He is the owner of a publishing company that he inherited from his father. He wakes up one morning with a female voice telling him to open his eyes. The movie flashes forward to David in prison wearing a prosthetic mask, explaining to a psychiatrist, Dr. McCabe, why he was imprisoned. At David's birthday party, his best friend Brian brings a girl named Sophia. David is immediately infatuated with her. The party ends with David going back to Sophia's home. However, David is unaware that his love interest, Julie, has followed him to Sophia's home. The next morning, David heads home but Julie offers him a ride home. In the car... Julie reveals to David her jealousy of Sophia. She purposely crashes the car, intending to kill both of them. Julie dies, but David survives. However, his face is badly disfigured. David decides to hide his face with a prosthetic mask, as doctors cannot repair his face. David joins Sophia and Brian at a club. David gets drunk and passes out on the street. Sophia finds him the next morning and takes him home. Their relationship grows stronger. Eventually, doctors find a way to repair David's face. All seems well when one night, David and Sophia are in bed, and Sophia's face turns into Julie's. In response, David suffocates Julie to death, and is imprisoned. David begins recollecting memories. He sees an ad for Life Extension, a company that keeps people with terminal illnesses in a lucid dream state until a cure is found. A Life Extension employee reveals to David that he has been in a lucid dream state for 150 years, and asked to be woken when his face is able to be repaired. The movie ends with David on a rooftop, jumping off of it to wake himself up, deciding whether he wants to be in his dreams or be restored back to life. David wakes up with a female voice telling him to open his eyes. You know, it has been brought to my attention that whenever I say remember to be kind to one another, Is actually something that's said by, of all fucking people, Ellen DeGeneres. Really? Of all fucking people. (laughs) Cause when I hear shit about her, it's not good, at least recently.
1: Yeah. She recently just went off the air because of the scandal.
0: (laughs) Yeah. So for real though, be kind to one another, unless it's some fucking elderly lady that gets in front of you at a Wendy's. (laughs) (laughs) But for real, be kind to one another. And welcome, everyone, to episode number 11. Big 11. 11, bro. That's fucking dope. Yeah. Episode number 11 of Beer in the Movie with the Wee Side Boys. Fantastic as always. We're your hosts. I'm Tiki the Dominator. And I'm Danny. Uh, a nickname, brother? Or should we go another one? No, right. we'll skip this one, right? <laughs> All right. Sounds good to me because right. I, I'm, I'm failing at these like
1: uh, at these fucking nicknames. Oh, uh, you know, a nickname for me is very special. It has to be perfect.
0: Okay. So. All right. Well, I don't got one yeah. today.
1: Maybe next week. Uh, What is it? Quality over quantity, as exactly. you say?
0: Exactly. Mm. Fucking good shit right there, brother. Mm. But all right, man. Let's, so let's get into it. Vanilla Sky.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: This was. Uh, this is the second half of a two-episode uh, review. Yes. Uh, we compared Open Your Eyes or Abre Los Ojos. Correct. This is the remake. Mm-hmm. We have lots to say about this. Some- Different opinions on this one. Of course. Which is going to make it for a fantastic fucking episode. Mm -hmm. But before we get into all that, we got to open up some beers. So brother, let them know what we
1: got tonight. Let them know. Tonight we are drinking a beer from Breckenridge Brewery. It is a Vanilla Porter. That's It's just called Vanilla Porter.
0: Vanilla Porter. That's it, man. I mean, Vanilla Sky, Vanilla Porter. I mean, it speaks for itself why we chose this one. Mm Mm-hmm. All right, so, let's
1: uh, take a big sip, huh? Yeah. So here we go. Oh, man. Oh, wow. This is fucking amazing. Yeah, that's real smooth. Oh, wow. I think I'll have to say this is one of the better vanilla porters that I've oh, had shit. in a while.
0: Bro, have Have you noticed, by the way, that whenever like we go to a bar, uh-huh. uh huh? do you ever hear me say, like it's, it's it's like a new bar or something like that? It's the first time we're ever going anywhere. I always ask, do you guys have uh, any brown ale?
1: Mm, I don't remember that, but so I, mean, I
0: always say that because I I love me a fucking nice cold brown nail, mm-hmm. right? So I'm really big on brown nail porter, yeah. all that good shit. Exactly.
1: This is fucking good. Yeah, man. this is real good, man. It's, it's uh, I can't. It almost brings me back to my childhood. You know what I used to drink? No, no <laughs> oh, what, serious, what I used to drink Now, what I used to chocolate um, milk. Yeah, it reminds <laughs> me of like uh, what's the count? Not count chocolate the. Coco Cocoa Puffs. Oh, here we go. It reminds me of Cocoa Puffs. It's real good though. It's, mm. it's not too sweet, but it's, it's Yeah. This is
0: a 5.4 ABV. Mm-hmm. So not too much of a kick. Definitely yeah. something you can kick back to. I mean, it may not be in the season, I think. You know, mm-hmm. but like mm-hmm. I don't care. I will drink a brown ale whenever I feel like it. Mm-hmm. This is fucking good, bro. Yeah. And uh let's give it a rank, brother, and I'll let you ponder off on that. Okay. But let's uh Let's go to our shout-out of the week. Go for it, man. All right. And so our shout-out of the week, all the way from Washington, Joanna Camarena. Cheers, Joanna. Much love to you and the kiddos. Thank you so much for being very kind and to to put uh, our the Beer and the Wee Side Boys podcast on your story. We appreciate you very much. So it goes all the way from Washington. Bro, we got a nice little fan base out in Washington.
1: Yeah, it's Washington, right? We have somebody in, or a couple people in Texas. Yeah. And uh, I'm sure elsewhere. Uh,
0: Minnesota. Mm-hmm. We got one. We got one in Bakersfield. Uh, but man, all the way out in Minnesota. So thank you so much, Joanna. Much love to you and the kiddos and all the family out in Washington. And actually, I got a story, brother. Go for it. Because I've been out to Washington. Nice. Yeah, so let me take a swig because this beer is fucking bomb, dude.
1: I don't think I've ever been to Washington. Well, Mm. I should say I know I've never been to Washington. (laughs) So I've
0: I've been to Washington with them. I I feel kind of bad saying this story though because it kind of makes me look bad. But Mm. for the sake of, I mean, they're not gonna listen to this podcast. Only a few people from Washington, I think. You know. Okay. So, so what happened was, um, the homies I used to kick it with, they're from Washington. So over there, dude, they got this like whole. It's like a little town, dude, of uh, like, I, I don't know if the whole fucking town was like that, but it's like Mexican Mormons. Okay. You know, so you, you know, you got to be respectful. You know, you can't be, you can't be cussing. You can't be drinking beer. You can't be doing that. Okay. Which by, by the time I went over there, I was about to turn 21. Hmm. So a while ago. Yeah. Oh yeah. This is, this is a, it's been a while. Mm. So. And that was really—it's hard for me not to cuss, dude. Then you gotta add like no beer. Oh, come on.
1: Yeah. Uh, Especially I, when you watch Samurai Cop.
0: <laughs> 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 oh man, dude, more f bombs than a Martin Scorsese film, dude. Mm-hmm. But anyways, bro. So we're at we're at, we're in Washington. We're out in this lake. It's a beautiful area, man. It's fucking beautiful. You can go out fishing there, right? So it was me, my homie's dad. And my homie's cousin, we take this like little, like canoe, mm-hmm. and and I have this backpack full of beer. Nice. <laughs> and to be respectful, I mean, the respectful way would be to not drink at all. Yeah. But I need. Uh, we needed some beers, man. Like we really <laughs> did, you know. Yeah. And so I take this backpack full of beer, and t- we get into this little canoe. Which, by the way, bro, I used to be a big old fat fuck back in the day. I took up like half the space mm. in this canoe. Just so that we can go like halfway or not even way, like on the other side of the, of the lake. Okay. Just to drink some beers, you know? Yeah. And I was just there like drinking beers. The other two were, were drinking beers and fishing. Nice. Right. So from, I mean, they're not dumb. They know what we're doing all the way out there, <laughs> you know? So when we came back, I want to say, Joanna, if you're hearing this, I want to say one of the aunts, I want to say her name is Sandra. She came up to me. She says, "What were you guys doing over there?" And I said, "Oh, we were fishing." She's like, "Okay," and then like, like luckily my homie bailed me out. And they're like, "Hey, we need another player for volleyball." I don't <laughs> fucking play volleyball, dude. And I was like, "Oh, I'll be right there," you know. <laughs> but yeah, man, it's just a nice little story over there in Washington. Mm. Uh, I loved it out there, man. There was like, I have good memories there. Everybody was real kind to me. Yeah. Oh, dude. And then uh, to get like a nice little movie spin on this. Have you seen Edward Scissorhands, dude?
1: Yes, but it's been a long time. Yeah.
0: Okay, so you know how um, Edward uh, is in the car with the lady that that takes him yes. away from that, right? And then you see like all these like ladies that that are looking at Edward in the car, and then mm-hmm. they go into their homes and they start like. Calling all their friends about, hey, there's this mysterious. Yes,
1: thing. I do remember that part. Yes. So
0: it was kind of like that when I got there because <laughs> my homie was, because he hadn't been at the uh, back home up in Washington for a long time. Okay. And they saw this big old fucking dude with long hair. <laughs> uh, like people thought I was Samoan, actually, dude. Yeah. Uh, you're Edward Scissorhands. So I was basically Edward in this <laughs> case, you know, because they, I people would see him and then they, Apparently they fucking told other people about me. So when we got to like a party later that night, people already knew my name and they already knew about me. And I was like, what the fuck, dude? I felt, I felt like, what the, like, why, why do you, why do you know
1: my name? That's the beauty of small towns or smaller communities. Yeah. Yeah.
0: So yeah, that's just my little story of Washington. Mm. It was really cool. Uh, everybody was real kind to me. So Joanna is for you. Much love to you and the kiddos. And one day we're going to hit up a polka rap concert and we're going to karaoke some Miley Cyrus songs. You have my word. Cheers. Party in the USA. <laughs> <laughs> hmm. All right. So you had that time to ponder off about this ranking of this beer, brother? What, what do you got?
1: This one I will go with a solid 4.5. Nice. Nice. It's really good. Um, I don't know what to say. It's I like porters, especially mm-hmm. vanilla porters. Yeah, this Breckenridge Brewery vanilla porter is probably one of the better ones that I've had in a long time. I would say it probably takes my top spot. I would give it a five out of five, but I don't want to be the guy that gives five out of five. Yeah, on every review.
0: Right. So, so very th- good, bro. Um, I'm also going to give it a four. Uh, four point five. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So some of my favorite, like uh, brown nails or like porters and stuff like that, like. Mm-hmm i'll say like uh mammoth double nut brown okay it's very good uh L-Smith nut brown i was gonna say
1: ailsmith is my favorite
0: fuck it's really good man and um it's a little it's it's a little on the lighter side yeah but it's so fucking good it's delicious uh uh-huh. uh and then hey my old stomping grounds fucking latitude 33 mm. yeah they they have a native trails porter that's uh, very good hey shout out to my good brothers out in latitude 33 man I had nothing but like fun times working over there. So <laughs> much love to my brothers, uh, Jorge Olmos, Vicente Diaz. You guys are fucking awesome. Eric Anderson, love you guys. Shout out to you guys. Hope Hopefully you guys are listening to this. Um, to give it a ranking, brother, I'm again a four and a half. This is fucking great. Yeah. I definitely see myself buying this in the future. So cheers to Breckenridge Brewery, man. Yes. cheers
1: out there, if you like porters, go grab this one.
0: Mm-hmm damn dude this is fucking really good man <laughs> and again bro i don't want to give it a five out of five because like i remember i gave a five out of five out of for budweiser and i know and i know the i know, know the, the comparison is like what the fuck the budweiser is trash compared to these beers but like um it's just budweiser holds like a special place in my heart you know yeah so that's the only reason um that's the only reason i won't give it a five out of five but this is pretty damn close to one of the best porters I've yeah. never had, man. This it's is definitely
1: up there for me as well. It's fucking
0: fantastic, man. And dude, and the only reason I got this is because it had Vanilla Port or Vanilla Sky. <laughs> That's the only association I can come up
1: with. Yeah, I've never seen it before, so <laughs> that was a good choice. <laughs> but all right, brother, shall we get into it? Let's get into it.
0: All right, man. So Vanilla Sky, this is a remake of our previous episode that we reviewed on Abre Los Ojos. Mm-hmm. Thank you so much for the ones that tuned in for that one. We had plenty to say about that. <laughs> um, and then what what we're gonna try to do our best is trying to compare the both as we go along with this plot. Yes. Okay. So we're gonna we're gonna do our best. All right, but let's get let's get into the characters real quick. Uh-huh. All right. So David is the the main person in this, played by Tom Cruise. Exactly. Right. I I'll say this about Tom Cruise, brother. I'm I'm not exactly a huge fan of him. There are movies that he's in that I've enjoyed. We'll get into his other works a lot later. But there's also movies that I don't really give a fuck for. Like, I don't, I never cared for the Mission Impossible
1: movies. Mm. Have you seen those? I like the very first one, which is confusing. Uh Um, Other than that, I think I've seen maybe the second one, Mm -hmm. but I haven't seen anything beyond that.
0: Okay, but but the thing is, like, I'm not like discrediting him because obviously he's a fantastic actor. That's uh-uh. why he's so famous and shit like that. Mm-hmm. It's just for me personally, I just I never got into like his uh, like his his movies and shit. I will say which ones I did enjoy though. All okay, right? so uh, so he's the main character in this. We have Penelope Cruz who is doing her role once again as Sofia. Mm-hmm.
1: So she's this, the only actor that or actress that you know, was doing the same role.
0: Yes. She's a constant in this, mm-hmm. uh, which, which I thought was fucking awesome because I, I really enjoyed her and, and open your eyes. Yeah. She was great in that.
1: Which one do you think she did a better performance in?
0: We'll get into that. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Let me get another swig, bro. This is delicious, man. Yes. Yes. I can't like, hmm Oh, wow. Damn, it gets better. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. And then we're going to get to, uh, The psychiatrist, Dr. Curtis McCabe, played by Kurt Russell. Yes. Kurt Russell's fucking awesome, man. Yeah,
1: he's one of my favorite actors. Yeah,
0: he's so fucking awesome, dude. Mm -hmm. I I like them in this. Uh, We'll get into like comparisons between him and Antonio.
1: Yeah, we will definitely will. Yeah.
0: Uh, We got Brian, the best friend, played by Brian Lee. You mean Jason Lee? Jason Lee. Who the fuck is Brian Lee? (laughs) Oh, Brian is his fucking name. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. By the way, bro, I, I know why I said Brian Lee. Why is that? because I used to be a huge wrestling fan. Okay. So, Brian Lee is the real name of a fucking wrestler who played the fake Undertaker.
1: Oh, okay. (laughs) I thought you were like some kind of weird Bruce Lee mix-up, but... Nah. Okay.
0: Nah, well, uh, real hardcore wrestling fans will fucking know this. Okay. All right? And then we have the character of Julie, who is played by Cameron Diaz. Mm. Who, um... We have plenty to say about the comparisons between Nuria and Julie. Yes, we do. We do, so... So those are the characters.
1: There's also some smaller bit characters. We (laughs) have, uh, right. Thomas tip who's played by Timothy Spall. Yeah. Um, I like him also in another Tom Cruise movie, uh, called the last samurai. If any of you have seen that, have you seen that movie? Uh, I have not,
0: but I know that Ken, Ken
1: Watanabe is in it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That's a good one. And, uh, we have some other small appearances from Michael Shannon. Yes. He a it, very
0: underappreciated actor in uh-huh. my opinion.
1: Well, this was 2001. So I don't, I think this was like way before he had done anything, right? Uh, I'm not sure on that. Don't quote me on yeah. it, but he just plays the guard who's named Aaron. I don't even know if they actually say his name.
0: Yeah. He only has like, maybe like two minutes of screen time.
1: Mm-hmm, if that, I, Yeah. we also have, uh, Rebecca Dearborn, mm-hmm. who is the life extension agent and (laughs) she's played by tilda swinton yes and i love her she's always in some weird movies
0: yes we'll Um, get into all that like um other like other works and stuff mm, like that mm. you know but yes like they are there are some side characters that don't have a lot of screen time yeah they're there
1: yeah the last one i was gonna bring up was uh peter brown who's played by johnny galecki
0: yes hey man this is how fucking perfect uh this is because joanna if you're listening um, she is a massive fan of the big bang theory uh, as am I. Yeah. And Johnny Galecki's in this yeah, Leonard, he, Leonard Hofstetter, Dr. Leonard Hofstetter.
1: You know, I didn't know he was in this movie until we were watching it yes. and you were like, Hey, is that Johnny Galecki? Yeah. And I was like, Oh yeah, that is. <laughs> so yeah, good catch.
0: Yeah, man. I love the big, big theory, man. <laughs> uh, it's like one of those shows that I probably seen like every episode, like four times. Nice. I, I fucking love that show. I didn't, I didn't think I was going to like it as much as I did. But, like, I I don't mean to go off, like, off the topic and shit like that, but you know who is um, Mayim Bialik, right, dude? Who? Uh, Okay, have you seen the show Blossom?
1: Yes. Okay, so her, Blossom. God. So she's in the Big Bang Theory, dude. I wasn't a Big Bang Theory fan. Uh I've only seen maybe a handful of episodes over the course of my life. Okay. So.
0: But the only reason I bring this up is because, like, because of the Big Bang Theory, Mm -hmm. I don't call her Blossom anymore. Okay. Like whenever I see Mayum Bialik, I always see like, oh, that's Blossom. Now it's like, oh dude, that's, that's fucking Amy Farrah Fowler.
1: Oh, okay. Yeah. Gotcha.
0: Yeah. She's, she was honestly my favorite fucking character in that show. Okay. And she wasn't even there like every season either.
1: Yeah. I, I do not remember her at all. Yeah. <laughs> well, great show. Mm-hmm.
0: Thank you for bringing fucking Johnny Galecki up. <laughs> but yeah, he's in that one as well. He's just fucking hardly in it though. Yeah. Maybe a minute from his shit. But, Again, dude, like the premise of this movie is, um, uh, it's, uh, like to, to do the comparison here In out of ojos, there's this, uh, 25 year old man, good looking dude. He has his, uh, face, uh, disfigured after a car crash. Yep. The same thing happened. And then he goes to prison. Hmm. Same thing happens here, except they don't make it, uh, that Tom Cruise's character
1: is young. Well, yeah. They, they just
0: make it that he's like, that he's wealthy
1: yes well yeah at this point he right in, in real life he's got to be almost in his 40s if not 40 already right mm-hmm. i i get that that they want to like they want to do their
0: their remake right their american mm-hmm. version of this yeah so you got to make it into your own identity if yes. it's a remake obviously you know like did they never have like an option to get like a, a young actor at the time to fucking portray this character or did they, i wonder if they just straight out wanted to say like yeah, let's get Tom Cruise in this shit just to get that fucking name. Yeah,
1: I think so because he was a he was a big actor at this time. Huge so. dude,
0: like like you said earlier, right? Like Mission Impossible.
1: Yeah, he I think around this time he had just done or he was about to do Mission Impossible Two. Mm-hmm. Um, so he was a big name on this, and uh, Penelope Cruz also she was emerging yeah, as her. A, yeah, I her mean, house.
0: if if you see that they're gonna make a remake, and mm-hmm. you see that one of the actor actors or actresses in this in this point, yeah, is coming back to do their own role mm-hmm. that should like catch your attention if you went out of your way to watch the movie and you enjoyed it
1: mm-hmm.
0: right so i thought that was a fucking great decision to bring her back yeah she was awesome and in, and yep. in, in open your eyes yep all right so let's get into it brother these are these are the scenes all right let's get into like the plot
1: well let's start off the the main difference is that this takes place in new york city as opposed to madrid manhattan yes yes manhattan to be exact
0: okay right so all black, you hear the whole thing, open your eyes, mm-hmm. right? And then it gets into his routine, right? Yes. So he's he gets dressed, he plucks that fucking little gray hair, <laughs> right? Mm-hmm. So I know why they did that. It's because they, they wanted to already make a comparison because they don't want to make Tom Cruise be 25 years old. Yeah. Right? Okay. So all they want him to know for the viewer is that he's wealthy.
1: Yeah, I will say compared to Aubrey Soho's Tom Cruise's character is way more wealthy mm-hmm. um, very much in every aspect you can tell
0: even that little detail of just the watch that uh-huh. he has because yes. you can see it's an expensive looking watch mm-hmm. and then he it's the same routine like he, he he then goes to his car which it's not a beetle in this one
1: well this one is different because in his well this first scene it's a Ferrari mm-hmm. right mm-hmm. so yeah he goes he gets in his Ferrari which is a expensive as hell car yep it's like an older one too probably like 60s mm-hmm Um, and then it launches into the very first scene. Right.
0: Yeah. And then again, he like, he, he goes out and then there's, and then just like how it was in the first one, there's no one out there, no traffic, no people. He gets out, starts fucking running, which again, it's even crazier. To do this shit in Manhattan.
1: Yeah, that's what I was gonna say. Time, in, is it Times Square or what the fuck? It's Times Square. So in los Sopos you mentioned like how the fuck did they do this in Madrid, right? Yeah. And I was gonna say how the fuck did they do this in Times Square, in New York, dude? Yeah, I think at the time there was a news article about how they did it. They had it. It was like a lot of trouble, mm-hmm. but they obviously they managed to do it. So dude. yeah, that was yeah. A, a great shot. That's
0: very impressive. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so then it goes again to all black, and then you hear again the female voice: "Open your eyes, open mm. your eyes." Yep. And it goes again with the routine, the same plucking the gray
1: hair. Yep. Getting dressed, get the watch, get into your nice car, and but, then it's every day. But this time the difference is that Julie Gianni is there. Mm, yes. Well, we don't. He doesn't introduce her. Is that like we don't Not know her yet. Name yet? Yeah. Yeah. But there's a woman in his bed um, who, in the voice changes, that's the mm-hmm. one who says the "Abre los ojos." Yeah. And then I feel like this scene it kind of lays the foundation for this movie is that David is more playful um, with Julie. He's not like Caesar was mean with Nuria. Yeah. But David's more just playful. Mm -hmm. Like Like, he
0: even calls her like honey. Yeah.
1: And she's like, uh, oh, go ahead. Oh,
0: like, yeah, I don't like, uh, she brings up the marriage word and he's like, oh, don't say that word.
1: Mm, Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, So it's definitely a, a lot different, their dynamic in this one, at least.
0: A lot more. Mm. I would say. Mm. So then, when he takes off, he goes to pick up his best friend, who's Brian, mm-hmm. played by Jason Lee, <laughs> yeah. not Brian Lee, Jason Lee. <laughs> exactly. Uh, by the way, dude i I know we're gonna get to like later about like their other work. I just gotta say, please go out of your way and watch My Name Is Earl. <laughs> it is one of my favorite shows of all time. You won't yeah. regret it. It's a great fucking show. Yeah. Just not how it ends.
1: Uh, and I will say one thing <laughs> immediately. I already like jason lee's character mm-hmm. 10 times more than like pillow yes he's more likable he's funny he's mm-hmm. charming he's just a good guy
0: and he doesn't exactly like nag and complain yeah. about
1: bullshit yeah, he doesn't you know? talk shit like he like jokingly says like he's got a great life but yeah. he doesn't he doesn't whine about it yeah you know? mm-hmm. and
0: then i'll give you another reason why he's better dude it's because during while he picks him up they almost get in a car crash yes potentially they could fucking die uh-huh and instead of saying, like, what the fuck, dude? He's like, hey, man, we're alive. Like, you know, like, like basically <laughs> yeah. it goes like that. Pelia would have been like, you fucking idiot, dude. Exactly. Why the fuck did you do this, man? Yeah. I'm getting out of this fucking car, you know? Yeah, exactly. Just yeah. like that, you know? So the dynamic between them is cool that they're they're good friends, man. Mm, and Brian could, Lee, tell, yeah. I fucked up again.
1: Jason <laughs> Lee, Brian's character. It's too much of a mix-up for you, huh?
0: <laughs> Brian. Yes, yes, Brian fucking... Uh he's just very likable, dude. I, yeah. I like him a lot. Yeah. And then so yeah, and then to go to the next scene is that uh Tom Cruise's character, David, he goes to this like like his headquarters to where he's at and shit, right? Yeah. Which you end up finding out that uh he inherited this like publishing company from his dad. Yeah. That's why he's so wealthy.
1: And it's it's called Rise Magazine mm-hmm. is the place that or the company that he owns. Mm-hmm. And then it's
0: it's very evident at that point because uh, like, first of all, he's really late for a, an important meeting, it looks yep. like. Yep. Uh, he's And then on the way over
1: there, he's like flirting with every receptionist. Yeah, I, I made that note too, is that uh, when he's walking up, the only thing he cares about is flirting with every woman. Mm-hmm. Even the woman talking to him, trying to like prep him for the meeting. Yes. At the very yeah, end.
0: so he's like very immature, mm-hmm. very like just a playboy, basically. Yeah, exactly. You know, and then boom, cuts cr- like straight to a scene when he's in jail wearing the mask. Yes. Right? And then that's the introduction to Kurt Russell's character, who is uh-huh. a psychiatrist. Mm-hmm. Uh, Curtis, <clears throat> excuse me, Curtis McCabe. Yep. By the way, bro, uh, fucking, I know we have, like, different opinions on this, like, McCabe character, mm-hmm. but Kurt Russell's fucking awesome, man. I can't, like...
1: I love Kurt Russell. He's one of my favorite actors. He, he's actor. so sick, huh? He's one of uh, my favorite actors in my, one of my favorite movies, uh, The Thing. Yes. 1982? Yes. I, I can't remember the exact year, but... Yeah. Uh, I... Kurt Russell is one of my favorites. He's fucking awesome, Mm -hmm. right? So we're already—it's already
0: like evident now that they're—they're like in jail. So just like Abre los ojos, uh, they—they go to how he's explaining to the viewer why he's in jail.
1: Exactly. Right. Those word cuts.
0: Yes. So uh, it tells us uh, about. Oh, here's another thing I fucking I forgot to mention is while he's talking to uh kurt russell's character mm. mccabe yes from the beginning he fucking tells him that he's afraid of heights
1: yeah they make a big point of it in this movie whereas in abre los ojos they did it's not. in the last five or not even five minutes two minutes yeah when he steps with the ledge he's like oh i get forgot to get vertigo mm-hmm. but in vanilla sky it's a big point that he's afraid of heights that yes it even caused a rift with his father
0: yes mm. so the the seeds already planted therefore he's afraid of heights yeah and shit like that. So, And
1: it also, it's a good contrast because his father was, or oh, I guess his father and mother were both adventurers. They love to, you know, jump out of planes and stuff yeah, like that.
0: Yes. So then to cut forward, they go to David's birthday party, mm-hmm. just like how it was with Cesar. Yep. And that's where you meet, where Brian brings Sophia. Sophia. In the same way
1: too. He met her at the library at the same day. Mm-hmm.
0: Yep. And so right away, David flirts with her. Mm-hmm. He's infatuated with her. He's interested in her. Yeah and uh they bring the gift just like it was in the other part uh the other movies yes me. and he goes to put the gift back
1: and- well, a, a big difference too in this one versus abre los ojos is that um brian is more playful than pilau was like uh-huh. uh yes very uh, much david is flirting with sophia and brian's playing along because yeah. he like sees what's happening but he's like he's just nonchalant about it part, <laughs> part of the guy Versus Belau is over there crying, you know what I mean? Yeah. Which I mean, I, I don't know who I'd fault more. I guess you would say that, uh, Brian is more of a bro, I guess.
0: Yes. <laughs> yeah. Cause he's like, I'm right here. Like, <laughs> yeah. yeah, very much. So thanks yeah, for bringing that up, brother. Mm-hmm. So he goes to go put his present back and then Julie is right there waiting for him. Just like Nuria was waiting for Cesar.
1: Yeah. But you, the other movie. uh, uh, Julie was just wrapped in a blanket on this mm-hmm. one. Mm-hmm.
0: Yes. She's not wearing though, that, like that dress and everything like that. <laughs> yeah. But again, the same thing happens. Yep. Uh, he, um, uh, David comes back. He talks to Sophia, Says, "I need you to talk to me because there's someone that's stalking me." Mm-hmm. Right. G- exact same way. Mm. Fucking great. I like that.
1: I will say also in the bedroom scene with uh, David and Julia, or Julia I'm sorry. um yeah. she, They're more playful about it. Yeah. She is playing around about uh Sophia I mean she doesn't know her name um except there's one point where she cracks she's Mm -hmm. like she looks like a fucking moth David yes like that's the one point but other than that she's different than Nuria she doesn't um she's not cold the whole time she's Mm -hmm. like playing around with a gag of like we're just friends we're just you know buddies but Mm -hmm. that's important to note also
0: yes so the same thing happens like they're so here's like where that bromance comes in, where it's like mm-hmm. you took my date, but yeah. you're my friend. Uh-huh. And another thing too is because he works for him, uh-huh. so he can't really like talk shit to him unless like his career will get, excuse me, get fucked up, you know. Uh-huh. But he
1: leaves, right? Yeah, he leaves and he gets drunk like Pelayo does at the first party. But he's more social. Yes, it cuts to him like talking to the whole party, like, "Hey, what's up, guys?" And he's like. He's not over there being sulky.
0: You're right. Whereas Palayo's like, oh, fucking. Crying. Yeah. He just gets
1: drunk in the corner by himself and then yeah. bursts in later. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: So again, they fucking they leave the party and uh, David goes to Sophia's home. Mm-hmm. And just like the other movie, uh, they they see uh, David sees pictures of Sophia uh, on her fridge yep. with other men. Mm-hmm. Takes the fucking pictures and says, like, basically, I, I don't like this shit. Well, he's even, like, he's even like, though he had just met matter yeah, right? Yes, yes, mm-hmm. Continue, did you, brother? If you got something to say about it, uh,
1: no, yeah, he it plays out pretty much the same as Abre los Ojos. He comes in, looks at the pictures, and he what he says is, you know, I was completely taken by her, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, in Abre los Ojos, uh, Cesar says like he was falling in love, but uh, David Ames doesn't say the same thing, but yeah, he. He kind of plays off the Sergio bit, but then the scene plays out the same way. They banter. They, they're having a good time, and then they go to the caricatures.
0: Yes. It's the same thing. They they draw pictures mm. with each other. They're just watching TV. They do not sleep together. Yeah. Right? I
1: will I will bring this up, though, which uh-huh. is opposite of Abre Los Ojos, is mm. that uh, David Ames is a much worse artist than yeah. Sassad was, yeah. and it's opposite because in Abre Los Ojos... Uh Sophia was the better artist. Yeah. She or no, she, I'm sorry, she was the worst artist. She did the caricature, look like a ten year old did it. Yeah. And then Cesar drew like a full portrait that looked like it took ten hours. <laughs> and then in Vanilla Sky, it's the opposite. Uh Sophia draws a really good caricature. It looks like a professional did it. Mm-hmm. And then David Ames draws like a really shitty or no well, not really shitty, but it's not as good not as, as good. Yeah. yeah. As Cesar.
0: Yeah. And then the other thing with this is that like in Agri los ojos when they were watching TV they were just uh-huh. watching TV and this one they're watching the life uh extension well, ad.
1: I think it it follows the same path in in Sofia falls asleep in both of them and then it leaves Cesar and uh, David just watching TV and both of them have life extension like mm-hmm. uh, infomercials or interviews on And it's the same with Vanilla Sky uh, Sophia falls asleep and David is watching the Benny, the dog. Yes. The, the show. You know. Yes. I was wondering, well, like, why, why is this important? But then like
0: later on we see why. Yeah, shit. exactly. Yeah. And then also I just thought it was cool that Conan O'Brien was on there. Yeah. I was yeah. going to say, Conan <laughs>
1: O'Brien makes an appearance.
0: Yeah. So a, like the same thing happens, you know, um, nothing happens, but then he goes home. Mm-hmm. and Julie's right there like waiting for him like yeah, she, as soon as he followed him, mm-hmm. she
1: followed right? him she followed him right just like and, Nuria
0: just like that and then it, and again I'm saying why the fuck did you get in mm-hmm. you know like do you have like a difference in this is like uh, cause like Cesar was like kind of like a piece of shit anyways yep, yep. where he gets in just to, to get some
1: yeah exactly I was, gu- I was gonna bring this up the big difference here is that in open your eyes Cesar is plied into the car because Nuria's you know, trying to get him to have sex. Yeah. He's like, all right, let's do it. And in this one, uh, David gets in because he feels guilty. Yeah. Um, he's kind of, he notices that, you know, she's sad and she even says like, you're still my friend. Right. And he's like, all right. And he gets in. So Mm -hmm. they're, they're playing up David to be, I don't know, he's more likable for me. I know not... Like, somewhat
0: sympathetic, maybe? Yeah, exactly. Because at least he has, like, some morals where he feels bad. Yeah, exactly. You know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, so then he gets in anyways, mm-hmm. makes the shit decision, and then this is where we have uh, different opinions on oh,
1: this Oh, exactly, seat, yep.
0: Right? So, uh, Cameron Diaz's character, like, uh, uh, Julie, mm-hmm. right? She mm-hmm. tells him pretty much... Like, kind of the same thing, except she goes on and on and on with it, yeah, as opposed to Nuria, who, in my opinion, was better because in my uh, I did say in the previous episode, less is more with her, yeah, she doesn't say much. she's very cold about it, mm-hmm. whereas Julie is like. This whole fucking rant, like we fucked four times.
1: I swallowed your cum. Yeah. Like, you, know, you yeah. know, I will say the difference in this one is Julie. The scene with Julie in the car is a lot longer. And we you know this yeah. guy.
0: It was a little too mu- too long for my liking.
1: Yeah. Honestly. But I think it played into more how they presented it. Cause up until this point, we kind of figured that, you know, David obviously is riding Julie off as just a, a fuck buddy. Yep. I mean, that's what they said and
0: that's what sets her off
1: yeah and julie is but she's playing along you know she's trying to play that long game of you know winning him over so they get in the car and she completely unravels which i like because i feel like it's more dimensional it's more realistic Mm -hmm. because he gets in the car and then she's she's like talking to him playing around a little bit but then she brings in like we made love four times you know and he's like well what does that mean and she's brings it up keeps bringing it up and then yeah um she starts ranting, like, your body makes a promise. Mm-hmm. And then he starts freaking out. Like, he even yeah. tells her, okay, I love you, I love you. Yes. Right? Right before she crashes. And so the cra-
0: that was more believable, though, because, like, he even fucking yells at her uh-huh. before, because it's like, like, stop the fuck down, you know? Yeah. Wh- whereas, like, Cesar doesn't yell at-, at Nuria at all.
1: Well, she just, like, drives off, like. Yeah. Like,
0: she's less crazy. Wh- which I think was better, because, like, it was shorter for that scene, and they got to the point mm. Because, again, less is more with this character. As opposed to this one, it went on and on. And then, because, okay, by the first time that she just goes and, like, fucks up all the traffic, I would say, like, yo, pull over the fuck now. Yeah. He instead just, like, kind of keeps it calm. No. The more realistic way would have been to, like, say, all right, pull over now. Yeah. And let's talk about this shit. Mm -hmm. But, no, he keeps the same demeanor until
1: after maybe a minute goes by what is different is that she like speeds off and is veering off the road and he reaches to grab the steering wheel yes which Cesaro doesn't do that no so it kind of leads you to the point of like maybe she was just trying to fuck with uh david and with him reaching over he kind of caused a crash himself i don't know (laughs) i don't know but uh and And then and then also uh
0: julie's character doesn't take pills
1: yeah she's just gonna kill herself yeah because she's
0: like she's had it she hit her breaking point already you know so they they oh and then again like they she asks him like do you believe in god Mm -hmm. and then fucking like puts it like hard on the gas and then fucking crashes and shit and
1: the crash scene in this one was way more brutal yeah i am more believed that david's face gets fucked up in this crash than i did in the other movie
0: yeah i would i would agree with that Mm -hmm. yeah but again though That would kind of make it stupid for like the future. Mm -hmm. I will get into that in a bit. Okay. So, um, so what ends up happening after that, it's like the same thing that happened in the other movie is that it has a kind of like a nightmare Mm -hmm. where he wakes up to Sophia and explains what happened with the crash. Yeah. In the park. Yes. Same shit Mm happened.
1: He's like, I had this crazy dream. I dreamt that I got in Julie's car. Yeah. And she crashed. And then, yeah. And Go then
0: ahead. it goes to the scene where he's talking with the doctors and they give him the mask. Yep. So in this thing that's different that I kind of liked was okay. that they brought up an arm injury. Yes. So my complaint was that in the other movie, it was just his face that got fucked up because he's he's walking around. No yeah. problem. His yep. arms, legs are all perfectly fine. No okay. other scratches and shit that you see, at least in this one it's evident that he didn't get fucked up just from his face. Yeah. It's more believable. But then again, the crash looked so much different Uh and more brutal that his fucking legs should have been fucked up too. Yeah. It could have not just been just an arm.
1: Yes. You know? And I think an important thing to note also in this, uh, this movie is that David is more interested in fixing his headaches Mm -hmm. than he is about the vanity. Because they bring up like, uh, you know, fix my arm, fuck my arm, you know? And then, um, he's like, these aren't just headaches, you know, they like slice into my brain. So he's not as vain as Cesar was in this one, which I think also kind of makes him a little bit more likable because he he just wants to be able to function. He wants to get over these headaches.
0: Yeah. And then it goes into, uh, the part where I'll say this also, also, man, is that his facial, uh. Like the way his face looks, uh-huh. it doesn't look as gruesome as it did in the first movie. I yeah, say.
1: I I would say that's also like better makeup too. Mm-hmm. His face is definitely fucked up, but Cesar looked like I'm monster, right, dude?
0: It was horrible.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh,
0: but the thing is, like, um, like Tom Cruise's uh, character, like he at least plays it off where like his his mouth is like fucking crooked too. Uh huh. It wasn't just like just his face. Yeah, there's there's yeah. more to it. So yeah. I I would give them a uh, a point on that one. Mm-hmm. So then let's go to the scene where David uh, follows Sophia, but like instead in Sophia was a mime in the other movie. And mm-hmm. this one, she's like in some like ballet class.
1: Yeah. she In this one, she's also an actress, but she primarily is a dancer. Yes. Right. So uh, the difference in this one, too, is like he kind of shadows Sophia for a while, and but he never confronts her. Mm-hmm. Like whereas in Arei. Uh, he follows her to the park and then confronts her there. But and, this... and then she wants
0: to keep her distance, huh? Mm-hmm. As opposed to in this one, she's yeah. like, she's like open. Like, where have you been?
1: Yeah. In this one, it's, it's better pro- portrayed because he confronts her in the dance studio and they're both kind of like trying to play their same roles. Right. Yeah. He's still joking around and she's like, okay. And she's like more open to it. So you're right. It's definitely different.
0: Yeah. So then like she's like more willing to go to mm-hmm. uh like a club or to go I hang think, out. And I shit. think even she suggests it yes, first. To go to like to go hang out and mm-hmm. shit. And that's where it cuts to the next scene at the club scene. Yep. Where uh, uh Brian is there,
1: mm-hmm.
0: uh Sophia of course, and uh he shows up with his mask. Yes. Right? And uh and then the same scene as well where where he tells him, Hey, give me this to the bartender, right? Give me this yeah, and this yeah, yeah. and he can't look at him. Yeah. And then he's, he's like, well, like, to my look? face, bitch. Yeah. <laughs> and then he tells him, all right, well, this one's on the house, bitch. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I yeah. like that little thing too. Yeah.
1: Well, I will say the the common ground in between both movies is the bathroom scene where, where drunk mm-hmm. people walk in and are like, hey, bro, fix your fucking face. Yeah. And then they both laugh. Yeah. So that was like done almost like shot for shot on that one. Yeah. So that was a good part too. But yeah. So he gets drunk by himself with a bartender and then. He's looking at Sophia. The difference in this one, though, is in Vanilla Sky. Sophia is still partying, like she's dancing. Yeah. And Abre los Soho, she was kind of just like talking. Yeah, because she wants to keep her distance. Mm-hmm. Man. And she wasn't yeah. even really drinking that much, I guess. So, uh, yeah. I guess they're they're different, right?
0: Yeah, you could say that. But mm-hmm. then same thing happens. Gets mm-hmm. fucked up, mm-hmm. like real fucked up. Yeah. Like you can tell, like in in this movie, that he was way more messed up than. Yeah than than uh cesar was okay right so it's like uh th- then they have that one scene where they're talking where brian and him talk to each other and it's mm-hmm. like did you tell julie that i was her fuck buddy?
1: oh that was the end i like that too because uh if you go back to when before all this happened when when brian was getting drunk by himself one of the scenes was cutting where he does talk to julie johnny but mm-hmm. we don't hear what they're saying yeah so at this point, it's inaudible. When, when he cuts to Brian talking with David, like, did you, did you tell her that I said she was my fuck buddy? He makes a weird face. Like, yeah. he, like he doesn't know because he was drunk. So he could have. So my theory is he actually did tell Julia Gianni that David Ames called her his fuck buddy.
0: Yeah. Could be. Mm-hmm. But that's the, the, the face that he makes, makes me kind of bring this a peg down because like, this is a serious moment. Why are you making stupid faces like that, dude?
1: It was, yeah, I guess I could see that. But for me, it was kind of a face of, like, of somebody being confident. It's like, no, I would never betray you. And mm-hmm. then he, but he's like, but I was drunk, so I don't really remember. So he kind of made a weird face.
0: Yep. So, like, exactly. And then that's what happens again is that he gets fucked up and mm-hmm. and falls asleep on the street.
1: Yeah. When and he, oh, go for it. I was going to say, and it follows the same with Arbor Los, Los Ojos, is that Sofia leaves first out of all three of them. Yes. And Brian tries to give her a ride home. She declines just like an Abre. Um, so she leaves and it's Brian and David talking. And then he goes like, Hey, we're bros, we're bros. Mm. And then Brian's like, you just need to sleep it off, man. And he runs away. And then it follows the same as opera los ojos where, uh, David is stands there for a minute. And he's like, wait a minute. And he chases after Brian. Yeah. And it does the same black and white cuts uh-huh. of showing Brian chasing Sophia and them embracing and kissing. Yeah. But it's black and white. And then it, David never catches up to them. So they use the same trick. So it's like the same thing. You get what I'm saying? Yes. Mm -hmm.
0: Yeah. So then when he wakes up though, like Sophia's like, is like, Sophia's the one that wakes him up. Yes. Right. And so like in, in the other movie, once he wakes up, like it's like where his, his life does a whole like 180. Yeah. Same thing with this one. Exactly. They're together now. And then again, the, like the, the doctors tell him, Hey, we can give you a reconstructive facial surgery.
1: Yep. And you also notice that when she wakes him up too, the skies look different. Mm-hmm. It's one of the subtle details you don't notice at first.
0: I got to go back and see that one then. yeah, right? That's mm-hmm. cool. I didn't yeah. notice that. Mm-hmm. So yeah, so he gets a surgery and then they have that one scene once again where she, uh, she peels off the mask and she's mm-hmm. like slowly starts crying. Yeah. I think that scene was a little better in this movie. hmm Yeah. Because I think like she takes more time breaking down the mask in this movie yeah. as opposed to the other one. Yeah. And it just, it was a... Uh, like a slow developing, mm. but it was so good how she was slowly crying mm. as it happened. Yeah. Penelope Cruz is great in this, man. Yeah. Like, especially, specifically in those, in, in this scene, for both movies. Uh-huh. I would say, both, both the, both movies, this was her best scene in both of them. Mm. Okay. Fucking great, man. All right. And then, so everything's back to normal, it seems like. They've mm. reconciled after the face surgery, and then once again, they have, uh, excuse me. David has the nightmare where yeah. he goes to get water, turned on the light, he sees his face all fucked up
1: once. Exactly. Again. Mm-hmm. Right. Uh, and then he wakes up. Right. And then he goes to actually get water, and it's his face is still fixed. Mm-hmm. But then when he goes back to bed, it's fucking Giuliani, right? Yes, mm-hmm. Cameron Diaz. Mm-hmm. And that's like
0: that's where it's evident where it's a fucking nightmare. Yeah. Right. And that's the whole thing where uh, he's like, "You're not Sophia. You're." your Julie, mm-hmm. the difference here is that he doesn't slap the shit out of her. Like in, <laughs> like in, like says I'd fucking slap no, the shit out of her. No, but he, he ties her up. He ties her up. Mm-hmm. And then like afterwards you see like the pictures of the abuse that she took. Yeah. And they, it's pretty bad, dude. Yeah.
1: Thing is they just, they didn't show it in Yeah, they, movie. they leave that ambiguous because he doesn't hit her or anything. And then later there's pictures of her mm-hmm. like abuse. So it, wonder, <laughs> yes. it leaves you to wonder how did that happen?
0: Yeah. And so you don't see that, but then you go back to like the, you go to the the cops Mm -hmm. where they tell them the same shit. It's like, well, her name is, is Julie. Yeah. And you know, so this makes, oh, and then fucking, uh, Brian comes out and tells them like, oh, you fucking hit her. And then they start having that little shoving match, Mm -hmm. which I don't think that was like very believable. Cause Um, like, cause like, it's like, dude, if you're going to fucking like someone hits a woman, dude, you're going to fucking, you let them fucking overpower you, dude. (laughs) Like, come on, dude. Yeah. fucking, Fucking like,
1: like guns blazing all fucked up. Like you want to like destroy this fucking But at that point that that's the end of their friendship because yeah. at the very end he's like he's like, listen close, because is the last thing you're ever gonna hear from me. Yeah. And he fucking just that's just it. That's the end of their friendship. Yeah. So I mean, yeah. Um
0: So because so after that, this makes David go to Sophia's home. Mm-hmm. And that's where you he sees the pictures of before, except it's not Sophia anymore. It's Julie.
1: Yeah. Just the like, dra- yeah. Yep.
0: Just like the drawings before mm-hmm. it's not Sophia. It's Julie as well. Yep. The characters and shit. So mm-hmm. they, they stayed true to that. Yeah. Like that. And then the difference in the, in this movie is that, uh, Penelope Cruz's character just comes out. Mm-hmm. In this movie, Cameron Diaz comes out and whoops
1: his ass. I was going to say, dude, she beats the shit out of him. Yeah. That, that, that cracked me up because yeah. in Aubrey Soho, she just hits him with like a pot. Yeah, but in this one, uh, I guess Julie Gianni as Sophia beats the shit out of him. Dude. She's like bust on some karate moves. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. But she's like, "I'm sorry, I thought you were a vandal." <laughs> I know, <laughs> it's like, right? Damn, you kicked my ass. Yeah,
0: but then the same thing happens. Like he mm-hmm. imagines Sophia again. Yeah, right. Mm-hmm. So then, like just like in the in the other movie, imagine Sophia. They start making love together. Yeah, and her face turns into Julie's yeah, halfway through. Yeah, where he suffocates her. Mm-hmm. And then that's what ends up him in jail. Yes. Yeah. I think the that scene was better in Open Your Eyes.
1: Really? Yeah. I thought it was better in this one because- It, it dragged a little too long for me. He suffocates- Yeah. Well, okay. He suffocates Julie Gianni, but then he realizes that the, the mole on her left breast- Yes. Yes. Uh, is the real Sophia. So then he freaks out and then he runs away just like Cesar did. And- he also notices on the, the mirror on the stairwell down that his face is fucked up again. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of like giving you a hint that, you know, something's going on here that's weird.
0: Yes. So because he's... So now we're like all caught up now. Mm-hmm. Now he doesn't need to tell Kurt Russell's character, mm-hmm. the psychiatrist, uh, why he's in jail. Now we're like all caught up. Yeah. So this is the part where I'll say this part was better in the other movie is when uh uh McCabe tells him, all right, well, I got to go.
1: Mm-hmm. And then when he leaves...
0: He fucking sees the ad for LE.
1: Yeah, the guard, uh Shannon.
0: Yeah, Michael uh Michael Shannon. Shannon, yes. And then cuz he leaves his TV on yep. and shit like that. So he yells for McCade. Mm-hmm. He says McCade, McCade, McCade as opposed to in the first movie, it's like fucking leaves, yeah, makes a whole left, fuss yeah. and then like why give this motherfucker internet access? <laughs> it was much it was done much better in this fucking movie, yeah. dude. Mm-hmm. Like way fucking better. So because of that, they have to go to the LE uh, like, headquarters, basically, yep. where this yep. fucking building is at, right? So, they go to the building, and that's where he finds out about the whole lucid dreaming nightmare with, like, where um, Tilda Swinton is yes. there? Yes, yes. Right? Tilda is a badass.
1: Yeah, well, because they go to Le, and then she gives him the spiel, and uh, one of the things that we didn't mention before, also, is when they're reading the brochures that are handed to them, Kurt Russell's, like, being, he's, like, He's like mocking it. Like, this is ridiculous. Mm-hmm. And then uh, David Ames says, they laughed at Jules Verne too. Mm. And they said that also in Abre Los Ojos. So I thought that was a kind of a cool bit that they they carried over. But yep. yeah, the, so they're talking to Tilda Swinton and she's explaining how life extension works. And she mentions the lucid dream option, yeah. which was the clause 14 in Abre Los Ojos, where it's like, if you can get cryogenically frozen but also you could pay extra and get this, you know, virtual reality aspect to it. And Mm -hmm. that's, that's when he realizes, Oh fuck, that's what I did. Yeah. Right. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And then like, this is like one
0: thing that I didn't like about this. And I know you liked it. This is the thing (laughs) is that once he realizes that it's a fucking nightmare, he takes off.
1: Yeah. Right. And then did the, I want to wake up. Yeah. I want to wake up.
0: Yeah. Except like in the, in, in this movie, he doesn't go on a rampage. He doesn't take a gun. There's no one out there, so he calls for tech support, right? Yeah. And then while this is going on, good vibrations by the Beach Boys is playing.
1: Oh I thought that was great.
0: I thought it was horrible <laughs> because because like the the song is good, whatever., uh-huh. just the tone of it did not fit the fucking narrative in my opinion for it.
1: Oh, I don't know, man. I loved it. I thought it was like I thought it fit well because the whole situation's fucked up. and like it's kind of trippy, right? Mm-hmm. So they play that song and it's like, okay, he's freaking out about realizing that his whole life is a lie right now. And then they start playing good vibrations. Like mm-hmm. that's the last song you'd want to hear. Right. Yeah. So it, I think it's kind of like that, that contrast that I like. I don't know. Personally. I didn't like it, man. I yeah. wasn't digging that part. I, I got you.
0: But so the, the difference here is he doesn't have a gun. Yeah. Also, uh, in Abre Los Ojos, like you can, he notices that there's someone like on top of the roof. Uh huh. So in this one, he doesn't like go outside. He mm. just stays and he sees that there's uh, an LE representative. I'm gonna call it, it an LE representative. Uh, right, the elevator, right? And the elevator, mm. and that's where they work their way their way up. By the yeah. way, dude, like uh, the gentleman that plays the LE operator uh-huh. is uh, it's played by Noah Taylor.
1: Yeah, I yeah. was gonna bring that up. I forgot he was one of the big characters. I forgot to mention.
0: Yeah, he um he was in Game of Thrones. I was remember? gonna
1: say I remember in Game of Thrones he was the one of the one of the people that cut off uh, Jamie Lannister's spoiler
0: alert yeah <laughs> <laughs> hey, yeah he to... played Locke dude yeah, yeah, his name okay. was Locke
1: okay yeah he's, dude he's also in
0: a movie called Submarine mm. that I believe Ben Stiller of all people directed it huh yeah uh, oh. I, I, I I watched it I thought it was a nice little movie okay um, believe it's on Netflix check it out if you'd like brother and then tell me what you think about it
1: yeah you know I've, I've seen this guy's face a lot I didn't know his name in, until you know we did yeah. this podcast but I've seen him around, so.
0: So this is when he like he reveals to him that he once he woke up from the street when he got fucked up uh, at the at the club. Yeah, and he woke up from the street. This is when when he tells him like what it, what is actually happening with the lucid dreaming and all that shit. Okay. Right. So and then we end up finding out that he as well took suicide with pills, mm. which puts his dreams in a suspension state. Yeah. All right. So uh, correct me if I'm wrong here, bro. I don't know if I remember this part, but. In uh, and, and Abre Los Ojos, they tell you that you, they go 150 years into the future.
1: Uh-huh. They even give you the year. Do yeah. they say that in this one? Because
0: I don't recall.
1: I don't know the exact numbers in this one, but it is a long time. It's similar. It's at least 100 years in the future. Mm-hmm. Um, I think they did a better job about explaining what happened in this film uh-huh. more than, than Abre Los Ojos.
0: Yes. And another reason why I, I would like back that up as well is because they bring up Benny the dog again. Mm, yeah.
1: That's so, a theme. Yes. Yeah.
0: yeah. So Benny the dog, for those of you who don't know, he goes like on the Conan O'Brien show. Mm-hmm. He is a dog who the owner has not seen him in like, I don't know they, what they say, like three weeks or something like that. Uh-huh. And then
1: he's frozen. Yeah. They find him in the lake frozen. Frozen. He, like, yeah. Fell his, in.
0: Yeah. Cause the owner f- goes like ice fishing or whatever. Mm-hmm. And he's frozen and he makes like a miraculous fucking
1: recovery. Yeah, they thaw him out.
0: Yeah, so that's how like this comes into play because with this uh, LE, the, the life extension, you are frozen mm-hmm. and then you are revived. Yeah. So I like the, the fucking parallels there. That yeah, they, was fucking cool how they explained it that way. Yeah. Very much enjoyed it. Uh, I thought it was uh, explained much better in this movie.
1: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So yeah, they're on the rooftop. He's explaining the whole situation. And uh, I know you're not a big fan of McCabe. Mm-hmm. I thought it, I thought he was way better.
0: I mean, I I wouldn't say that I'm not a fan of McCabe. I just I think Antonio was way more better. Why is that? The reason why is because McCabe, you you see in the movie that he tells David, "Oh, you know, I gotta, I'm, gonna, I gotta go. I'm gonna, <laughs> gonna do. I'm gonna have a steak dinner with my daughters. Okay. I'm gonna do this. I gotta go." Never do you hear Antonio say shit like that. He, he tells him that he cares about him and he's with him to the very end. And then even on the roof scene, he like blocks him from getting shot.
1: Yeah. You don't uh, see that McCabe doing this. I will say, I, I feel like they picked the whole urgency of the situation with McCabe. They try to play it as, to try to make him more likable. I know, just hear me out on this. Yeah. Uh, because they try to play him off as like a common man He's just some uh, psychologist brought in to you know interview David to figure out what the hell happened, and he's saying like, "Hey man, I'm just a regular man. I'm trying to figure everything out. I'm gonna take my kids to Black Angus. Yeah, so we gotta finish this up early. So they're they're just kind of to portray him as like a a common man.
0: Uh huh. But here's another reason why I okay. don't like I like him uh, less. Okay, is because he fucking tells him that he has two daughters. And Ah. then he's like, all right, well, what are their names? And he can't fucking answer it.
1: (laughs) Yeah, well, this one I'll say is the reason why is because up until this point, we don't really know what's going on. So we're kind of going on, maybe it's a conspiracy theory with the seven dwarves and stuff, right? Uh But the tech support guy is explaining that um, David opted for life extension. Everything up until after he woke up drunk has been virtual reality, you know, like a made up world by his own mind. So... He David says like, okay, well, that's true. I could just make McCabe appear And then McCabe busts through the yeah, door, he, right? And he's yeah. like, David, we've got to get out of here. You're right. It's a setup. And then uh, he's like, don't worry about him. He's just, he's an AI that's created. He's trying to preserve his own existence. Mm-hmm. So, you know, McCabe says, don't listen to this guy. He's crazy. You know, you know me, I have two kids. And then the, what are their names? the tech guy says, what are their names? And he doesn't know. He's like puzzled. And he's like, mm-hmm. He's like, I'm real. I'm real, and the reason for that is because it reinforces the idea that McCabe is a made up AI, right? Mm-hmm. It's like if you make a video game character named John, with five kids, and he was married for thirty years, you know, you just write the bio out, right? But yeah. you ask him, okay, well, where's your honeymoon? Bro, they wouldn't know, right? So that's when you ask them, like. What are the name of your kids? He doesn't John know. John is
0: aware of the, the traits that are what he's programmed to, but he doesn't know the backstories to other yeah, shit. Yeah,
1: exactly. So that's why he doesn't know his kids' names because he huh. wasn't programmed to know them.
0: Interesting.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Oh, very good analysis there, bro. <laughs> yeah. I still think Antonio was more more likable. I think he, to me, he, he seemed like he truly fucking cared about. Uh,
1: I don't know. I think it's the complete opposite with me. I thought Antonio was throwaway and then Kurt Russell mm-hmm. was more, he was just more of a likable character. But I mean, that's where we differ.
0: Hey, I <laughs> uh, hey, cheers to that, brother. Yeah, Swig. Hmm. So after that, man, David David decides that he doesn't. He doesn't. He says that he does not want to live in a dream anymore. So that's when he's given the option of taking a leap of faith. So what I forgot to mention, bro, was that uh, he calls for McCabe to come in, and then he fucking pulls through. Right. Mm-hmm. One thing I forgot to mention is that. Sophia and Brian are on the roof as well. Yeah, because he mentions them, right? Right, yes. So once they're mentioned, he goes to Sophia and he says, I'm frozen and you're dead. Mm-hmm. So this leaves the ambiguity up to decide where you think he's going to go to once he jumps off the fucking roof and uh-huh. does his leap of faith. Yeah. I think they did it a little better in this one. Yeah. Um, Do you have any like theories as to where do you think he's going to go?
1: Well, okay, so he finds out. He asks for the truth. They tell him what really happened. So right now, he he realizes that he's in a dream. He's been in a dream for the past hundred fifty, or they don't say hundred fifty years, but it's been a long time. Um, and then he decides that he wants to jump. So in this in this scene, the tech support guy says that you chose a scenario. You have two options. You could either go back and be put back in your dream, and you can live with Sophia and be happy, or whoever you want, or you can jump, and that'll signal you to wake up, mm-hmm. and then yeah. But then why would he tell her, I'm frozen, and you're dead? Because he, it's kind of like his goodbye, right? Uh huh. He sees Brian, he doesn't talk to Brian, but Brian's still there, and then he thinks about Sophia, and she's there, so he walks up to her, and he's telling her goodbye. He's saying that, look at us, I'm frozen, and you're dead, because he's been dead forever at this mm-hmm. point, right? And he's like, look at us. And she's like, it's a problem, right? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, her accent. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, (laughs) he's just kind of saying goodbye to her, I guess.
0: But he has the decision to go back to a world with her.
1: Yeah, but you got to understand that his option is to live in a a virtual reality that doesn't exist, where he can live with Sophia, but it's not real. Mm -hmm. So that's why he chooses to wake up, at least in my opinion, right?
0: Mm. that's what I like about the ambiguity in both of these films mm. it's up to the the viewer to decide I still think he goes back to Sophia really? because yeah because he, he makes it like real clear that he doesn't want to be in a world where he wants to be with Julie it's with Penelope Cruz's character
1: yeah but I, at this point they're all dead so I mean Julie died when she crashed and then... but
0: he also said I will or she said I will find you and he's like cool with it yeah. And fucking jumps off.
1: Yeah, well he tells her because they in back in the bar scene when his face is all fucked up and they're hanging out. She says she, Oh, the, the cats? Yeah, she doesn't want to tell him. And she's like, I'll tell you when we're both in another life as cats or something, right? Yeah. It's something similar to that. Well, different. this would be another cat life then. Well, that's what he's saying, right? Because he's he's coming to grips with the fact that he's already lost Sophia. He even says it. He's like, you know, I lost you when I got in that car. And it's true. He got in the car. And then Julie Johnny crashed and uh-huh. they were never the same after that. I, I will say this, bro,
0: this, this ending scene, it was pretty cool. Like mm-hmm. the, it was ambiguous and shit like that, but fuck it dragged so much for me, man. <laughs> like to me, for me, I can't speak for, for you, dude, but uh-huh. like for me, I'm just like, hurry the fuck up, man. Like I was like, dude, are you going to fucking decide it or what? For me, it was If It dragged different.
1: two fucking monks in my, for my liking. For me, it was the opposite. I felt like Arber Los Ojos, when he goes and does the gunfight in the bottom mm-hmm. of the building, the courtyard. The rampage. That was like, uh-huh. yeah, it was like, I didn't really see the point of that. This one, he was more straightforward. Um, the last 15 to 20 minutes of this movie is the whole explanation of what actually happened and setting up with like his choice, right? Mm-hmm. And the reason why he chose the scenario of jumping off the building is because he's afraid of heights, right? Right. So that's why he chooses it. Um, at least they bring that point up that he's afraid mm. of heights, dude. Yeah, as if in uh Albert los ojos, he just at the last second says, "Oh, yeah. I'm, a, I get vertigo." You yeah. know, but in this one, it's like that's his final choice, and you, mm-hmm. you understand why. Yes,
0: mm-hmm. yes. So that's where it ends, man. Like mm-hmm. when he fucking jump, he falls, mm-hmm. and then it cuts to black, and then you see or you hear the female voice again: "Open your eyes, open yeah. your eyes." And they do
1: it exactly the same too. Exactly, it cuts, the cuts the to black, same. and it says, "Relax." open your eyes, David, and then he, it shows his eyes open, right? And that is
0: the end of the movie, and it's up to us to decide what you think he fucking chose. Yeah. Pretty good shit right there. A lot to just reflect on. Mm. Uh, we did our best to, like, fucking compare as we went. Yeah. Um, We'll get into, like, the overall thinkings of it, but let's get into, like, uh, like notable work. Mm-hmm. For like these characters, right? Okay. So we'll go with Cameron Crowe, the okay. director. Okay, um, his his work is like uh, that I've seen. Eh, Fuck Jerry Maguire, almost famous. Uh, Almost Famous is fucking good. That's a good movie.
1: I like both those movies.
0: I don't think they're underrated by any means, though. Oh, yeah, that's true. You know what I mean? So I wouldn't say, like, go out of your way to watch those. Everybody, like, should know about. (laughs) All right. Again, Tom Cruise. Everybody's seen, he's like one of the most, like, fucking most notable characters in fucking Hollywood. Yeah. Everybody already knows shit about Tom Cruise. Mm -hmm. If I would say, go out of your way to watch a movie, I would say, go out of your way and watch Magnolia.
1: Oh, that's a good one.
0: It is, man. But mm-hmm. he, here's like, please hear me out when I say this, because I know if someone is listening and they say, "All right, I'm gonna go out of my way and you say, check this movie," mm-hmm. you're gonna freak the fuck out when you see that the runtime of this movie is over three hours. <laughs> <All> <laughs> it's right? a long one. Believe me, this is a fucking crazy ass movie with many, many, many characters yeah. intertwined with one another. Yep. A great cast: John C. Riley, mm-hmm. um, Julianne Tomu- Moore. Julianne Moore. She's fucking great in it uh i'm blinking on a lot of people but it's a fucking big cast yeah very good movie please go out of your way and check i was i was like fucking confused though when uh the frogs started raining and shit (laughs) but that's that's a whole thing for a whole nother fucking Mm because when i watched this movie i was real young i didn't fucking know Mm -hmm. anything Mm -hmm. as to now i was a grown-ass man Mm and know quite a bit (laughs) yeah so we'll go into that is there a tom cruise movie you'd like to recommend brother
1: uh nothing's really jumping out at
0: me um there hold on there is one other movie i would recommend but i don't think we should say it because i think we're going to review it okay. soon not soon but ish okay you know what i mean so yeah but go ahead and
1: fucking recommend one if you got one bro actually i did think of something i do like him in edge of tomorrow did you ever see that one that was a good one i have not you haven't uh oh, i have not uh, it's a popcorn action flick, but it's really well done with the time travel and all that stuff. I, uh. I really like that one. Yeah, and
0: I'm not gonna get into like the super like fucking popular ones, you know, like mm-hmm. fucking the Maverick one and like Top Gun and <sighs> all those, you know, interview with the vampire. Like everybody knows about them. <laughs> you know, it's just like lesser films that are pretty good.
1: Yeah. You know? I'm sure I have one, I just can't think of yeah. it.
0: I'm kind of I'm gonna fucking contradict myself on this one because like when I say that our next uh, person we're going to talk about is Kurt Russell. Mm-hmm. One movie people go out of here and watch escape from LA. Oh, you like uh, escape from
1: LA. That's a that, badass movie. Dude. Uh, did you see escape from New York? No, you've never, that's no. the original. That's, oh, is it? How can you tell me you have, we got to watch escape from New York right now. I really? Don't care. Yeah, no, that's the original. That's, that's the original 1980.
0: Or Hold on. Maybe I'm fucking it up because like, uh, cause he's Plissken,
1: right? Snake Plissken. Yeah. Snake Plissken. Mm-hmm. He's, the first movie is, Isaac Hayes is in it, uh, Don Pleasant, uh-huh. Donald Pleasant is in it, it's Escape from New York, it was made in the 80s, that was the original, and then Escape from L.A. was made in like 95, 96, I saw that one. I it fucked theaters.
0: up on on my, my notes, bro. Okay.
1: Yeah, I put L.A., but I meant to say New York. Oh, I was gonna say. Yeah. Because uh, Escape from L.A. is a pretty bad one, but I mean, I still like it, because <laughs> it has, uh, what's his name, uh? God, uh, I can't think of his name, but...
0: The the thing, I will say this about uh, uh, Escape from New York, is, like, the reason I went out of my way to watch it is because I was, like, I'm not much of a, like, a gamer, Mm -hmm. unless it's, like, Super Nintendo, shit like that. Yeah. Which, by the way, those are real games, dog. Uh, You're thinking of
1: Metal Gear Solid, right? Yes, Mm -hmm.
0: fucking Metal Gear Solid, Iroquois Mm -hmm. Koi played by Snake, yes. Exactly. So this is why I went out of my way to watch it, because I thought... The Metal Gear Solid games were fucking awesome, dude.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Escape from New York is great. Uh, Duke of New York, A number one, right?
0: Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
1: Do you have a Caruso movie to recommend, bro? I think he's, my, he's got a lot, man. He does. He has a lot. My favorite is obviously The Thing. I've mentioned it many a time, mm-hmm. but he's been in plenty of great movies. The Thing is fucking awesome. Mm-hmm. And um, the setting
0: of The Thing reminds me of Metal Gear Solid 1 oh yeah with the snow huh? yes uh-huh. yeah how it's all in the snow and mm-hmm. yeah so mm-hmm. fucking all oh, fucking comes keith, full circle keith, keith david, david yes, yes. absolutely <laughs> fuck yeah keith david <laughs> narrate my life man <laughs> exactly <laughs> yeah and then we're gonna go to jason lee uh i'm just gonna say again please go out of your way and watch my name is earl one of my favorite tv shows of all time it is fucking hilarious it is so good you'll appreciate jason lee's uh uh, like work as an actor. Uh, There's only one person that could play Earl Hickey, and that was Jason Lee. Man, he was fucking awesome in it.
1: Yeah, I think my favorite Jason Lee movie is Mallrats. <laughs> yeah, as Brody. That's a that's a great role. Yeah.
0: Cool, 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 cool. And then I would say like Cameron Diaz, but I don't like any of her fucking work. You know, that's be funny honest. because
1: you know I don't like Cameron Diaz either. Yeah. I, I just I've never really liked her.
0: Yeah. And then if we could bring up something, it's something about Mary and the Mask. But everybody's already seen that shit, mm-hmm. so why even bring it up? You yeah. Know? But yeah, okay. So another person is—I uh, uh, know we mentioned that he doesn't have a lot of screen time in this movie. But like, I think Michael Shannon is someone we should bring up. Oh yeah, right. So one movie that he's in. So if you don't know who's Michael Shannon, if you've seen Eight Mile, he's in Eight Mile. He's—he's uh, he's Rabbit's mom's boyfriend mm-hmm. that he fucks up in the movie. Right. He is a fucking good actor. Yeah. If you—if I could recommend a movie that he—he ha- he doesn't have a lot of screen time in this movie either. But he's very good in a movie called Revolutionary Road. Mm. It is a movie with Kate Winslet and Leonardo DiCaprio. It is not Titanic. Mm-hmm. It is called Revolutionary Road. <laughs> Fucking good movie, at least for me. I I
1: enjoyed it very I much. I haven't seen it, but yeah, yeah. Do you, do you have a Michael Shannon film, dude, to uh, recommend? I, the only thing I can think of off the top of my head is Groundhog Day. Yeah, he's uh, <laughs> he plays with the other half of the 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 couple that get married. Yeah, remember? Yeah, but yeah, that's the only thing off the top of my head. Cool, cool, cool. Oh, um, if I can say one more mm-hmm. about him.
0: Uh, there is a movie that I have brought up in previous episodes that Amy Adams is in, mm-hmm. that he happens to be in. It's called Nocturnal Animals. Okay. Fucking great movie. Uh, a fucking hitting gem. Mm-hmm. Please go out of your way and watch Nocturnal Animals. Nice. Fucking great. So what do you think, brother? You think it's time to give it a ranking? I think it's time to give it a ranking. Let's give it, brother. So overall, bro, I just got to say... I'll be I'll, i'm like always bro i'm be fucking like 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 direct with it all right okay i'll be honest i was not a fan of the writing in this movie okay i i feel like uh like it wasn't as serious as it could have been mm-hmm. um like for example like when like jason lee's making the fucking faces and stuff like <laughs> dude you gotta be serious with this shit. these are like some serious fucking like okay. topics all right you know so not a fan of that it seemed a little over the top in some Uh, places a little bit unserious. i was not a fan of like the song choices to fit Mm -hmm. the narrative okay the acting was fine uh i don't feel like they executed perfectly okay uh and yeah dude i'm just like because i've i did see this movie a long long time ago so Mm -hmm. i thought this is a movie i could rewatch and see what i think about it okay and it was definitely not what i thought it was i'm gonna give this a fucking five out of ten man Mm, okay yeah five for those of you uh Eight and above is dominator range. So seven is a B, six is a C. F- you get the point. I'm yeah. giving this a fucking five out of 10. Really disappointed. And this movie made me appreciate Abre los ojos more. Mm. Yeah, because initially I had the score of Abre los ojos lower, but <laughs> then I saw this shit and then I said, okay, I got to give it up another star. Okay. Yeah. All right.
1: Well, I guess for me... um, this movie is a bit nostalgic for me because I saw this in theaters actually. My dad took me to go see this in Laughlin, Nevada. We were we were on a trip, I think, and mm-hmm. we went to one of the casinos I had at a theater. He's like, hey, let's go see this Tom Cruise movie. Because at the time, Tom Cruise was, you know, doing Mission Impossible yeah. and stuff. So he took me thing. to go see this movie. My dad was like, what the fuck is this movie? But it it stuck with me. I really liked it. And I've watched it. Many times over the years, so for me, I'm gonna give this movie a solid eight. Oh, Dominator yeah, range! Look at yeah. the difference there, man. I like Shit. it. I I really like the acting. I really like the characters. I like the story. I thought there was plenty of twists in it. I like Kurt Russell. Yeah. Um. Overall, I love the soundtrack. I know you you didn't like it at all.
0: The songs are fine, dude. I just don't think it fit the narrative, in my opinion.
1: Yeah, for me, it's. it's It's more nostalgic. It's like late 90s, early 2000s. It's just, I think it's great. One of my favorite scenes is when he's, when uh, David Ames is running up, uh, calling that he wants to wake up and they play the Beach Boys, you know, Uh I thought that was great. Yeah good
0: vibrations right for me i would have fucking preferred go vibrations by marky marking the funky bunch (laughs) as opposed to this (laughs) you know that
1: hey maybe that could have worked
0: bro let's karaoke that one day dude i'll let Mm -hmm. you do the chorus dude (laughs) all right
1: yeah so but overall for me i'm gonna give this an 8 out of 10 i love this movie it's just i don't know cool man
0: hey um like obviously tom cruise is a fucking like well-established actor uh uh i'm not like a massive fan like i said earlier and i like some of his movies but Mm -hmm. this is not one of them man uh however i will say these movies both of them bro i thought it was a fantastic uh experience to review both of them and compare yeah. them yeah and that is the purpose of this podcast mm-hmm. it should be out there so that other people can fucking see them and compare themselves yeah. to give their opinion on it yeah please so, let us know what you yep. think so cheers on that brother let's cheers. take a swig for that yeah one more swig mm-hmm. on cue that's the end of my beer <laughs> all right so what do you say brother let's wrap it up let's wrap it up let's wrap it up so thank you all so much for joining us this was awesome it was a two-parter uh i very much enjoyed it so please join us next week we have a badass one to fucking to do and so take some time out of your busy day to please join us for it and i uh, remember to be kind to one another There's a shout to you, Ellen DeGeneres. You be fucking kind to somebody for a fucking change. Uh, And remember to go to Wendy's and not run over some fucking early people. All right, don't do what I did. So much love to all of you, man. Peace. See you later. Thank you again for joining us to the very end. Please join us next week as we discuss a movie with a very serious subject matter. Make sure no kids are around you when you watch the movie Mysterious Skin, a film directed by Greg Araki. Watch the movie at your own risk and join us for the discussion portion of the show. Love to all and bottoms up.